you need me to cue that at random intervals? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to maybe, I've said too much, the free candy band of internet radio. <laughs> My name is Mike. And I'll add no commentary for that one. <laughs> I'm joined, as always, by my good friends, Izzy Swan, of all things. IzzySwan.com, website Izzy up Swan, to Izzy Swan. And my brother from another mother, Joe Crawford, the missing digit woodshop. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Welcome back. Welcome back, Izzy. I'm glad to be here. Well, Izzy's not. He's on his goddamn phone again. I am not. Um, I is. know. He is. He is. You are. You know we're recording this on video. I can see you. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Hands in the air at no. all times, Izzy. That's, yeah. Izzy. <laughs> Let's not make this political. So, uh, <laughs> hey, gentlemen. I, uh, Hi, by the Mike. Way, for those of you that listen to this weekly, this show typically comes out Monday or Tuesday, depending on when I get to it. Um, but we just recorded the last one of these like two or three days ago. But uh, I want to apologize to everybody. I did live through the storm. I know that there was a death pool out there, and uh, all of you lost money because oh, I lost yeah. a buttload of money. Are you kidding uh, me? I made it, was it. like thirty-five Ladies cents, and gentlemen. So, but anyway, hey, listen. Before we get started, I just wanted to uh, make a quick announcement um, for those of you who listened to the last week's episode. And I don't know why you keep doing this to yourselves, but uh, we have a sponsor. Yay! No. Uh, so Clingspor, I'll drink to that. Klingspor um, is going to be uh, sponsoring our show. Uh, they're giving us a booth at the Klingspor event at Hickory, uh, the Hickory Convention Center in North Carolina. Uh, that'll be October 26th and 27th. That's Friday and Saturday. So uh, if you're in the area, stop by. If you're not in the area, get your ass in the area and then stop by. Uh, but for those of you who don't know about Klingspor, they um, they sell abrasive products, and they works really well with us because we are abrasive. Um, so we just thought that it was a, a pretty good pairing, and uh, they decided to give us a whole bunch of money. Um, so we're going to talk about them relentlessly, and we apologize. By the way, if you go to their website, um, uh, quick offer code, uh, unicorn meat. Uh, we'll get you zero percent off everything on their um, everything <laughs> on, on their, their store. website. That's yeah, so uh, unicorn meat. Put unicorn meat in as the U. offer code. You get zero percent reduction. Like um, bacon. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> so. Uh, hop on in, folks. But uh, thanks, Klingspor, for the money. Uh, bet you're feeling like you wasted it. And uh, but yeah, <laughs> honestly though, guys, if you're uh, if you happen to be in or around Hickory, um, October twenty sixth, twenty seventh, we're gonna have a booth. We're gonna be doing some live recording, probably some interviews. Um, we may bring a loud ass PA system and completely disrupt the entire show, which would probably be fun. I hope um, so. Yeah. Maybe even get thrown out, arrested and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, again, Hey, please for Thanks for the dough. <laughs> <laughs> and the booth and the booth. Like for yeah. us actually letting us in the door. Can, but, can uh, we make a, can we make a pact right here? I did we're I, real quick. We're, I think Mike said something about having two security guards really close to our booth. I don't know Mike, why. Mike is the guy who's clean sport, <laughs> by the way, not uh, me. Yeah, right. Mike, Mike, Mike is. You have the, to clarify. All right, Mike is awesome, guys, as far as for customer service and everything I'm not else sure goes, if he's awesome, but he gave me money he, to say nice he, things he about him, take so Mike my is word awesome. For it. Mike is awesome. And I want to <laughs> preface, um, Klingsport carries not just sandpaper. That's their, they make their own. They have a, a place right up there. Fantastic in sandpaper. It's, it's the best. I mean, that's it's what I use. And um, that's not, that's not baloney. It's, that's the best you're going to come across as far as I'm concerned. All right, uh, but they carry to feel a lot like an infomercial. Well, I'm waiting so, for just, Ryan I wanna, to I jump out. With yeah. The, uh, this is, 
this they get one good one and then the rest of it's all <laughs> downhill from here yeah. um, they carry a lot more than sandpaper they carry all the major brands dewalt um playing uh, all the other stuff they carry that um, they have a lot of interesting stuff like one of my favorite tools from them is the mk2 you guys have seen me use it in my video it's that little expanding accordion looking thing for doing um exact oh they're uh, the ones that make that thing well they have it it's not they don't no. make it um you know, they so, sell it though. Yep, you guys right. can get that there, and plus just a ton of other stuff. So good, definitely. All right, hey, all right, let's. They, they didn't give us that much money. Let's just, right. Right. <laughs> just I, like I said, they get they get one good one, and that's it. Um, no, no, you've already woodshop, you've already used next week's too. The woodshop.com, guys. I'd, li- I'd like to preface that we have just enough money to buy like a round of tacos for the show. <laughs> so don't, don't go. Don't go for too the show, far. He means. He means I don't eat, and him and his eat good to have tacos. <laughs> no, we'll get you like a whole carne asada, just just in a tinfoil. Just meat. All I can get is meat. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> little, How do you spell it? Steak. <laughs> uh, it's it's spelled like epitome. Epitome. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. So, but uh, all right. So uh, listen, guys. Uh, uh, let's do that. Let's do that uh, awful maker podcast thing where I go, okay, guys. So what do you got on the bench? <laughs> <laughs> I'm making stuff. <laughs> so, uh, what do you got on so, the bench? I got a great one for you guys tonight. And I thought I, we had to. You, I thought we had to talk your, about our. Are you making Patreon your guitar supporters. out of terracotta tile? I'm, I want to talk briefly about shop organization because I, I'm covering with dust. You can tell I've been cleaning the shop. I've been organizing stuff. Um, one of my favorite things, especially for creative-minded people, and, and I'm sure there's people out there who relate with it, you. It's easy to get messy real fast in the shop. So I'm I'm uh, doing the Kaizen foam thing again, but I'm doing it in small pieces because if you do like the big two foot by four foot layout, then you change the tool, you got to replace it all. So I'm doing like two foot by two foot or maybe even 18 inches by two foot. Um, so that's what I'm working on is shop organization. And then tomorrow morning I'm building a sawmill. So that should be fun. What? Wait, wait, hang on. You, you moved past that a little bit too quick for me. What's that? You said you're building a sawmill? Yes, I'm more excited about the shop organization. To be with this, just out of curiosity, would this be with the Husqvarna chainsaw oh, that you? Baby, that thing is a beast. <laughs> not that um, just you know they are they are also not a sponsor. They are not, uh, but the yeah. X torque they have in that new that new uh, fort that I don't know if it's new or not. To be honest with you, um, the 450 uh, that they put out. Oh, I think it's got. I've never seen a saw, a 60cc saw with that kind of torque. And I'm just, and I'm, yeah, the, I'm half the world is completely tuned out. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I, but I have to say that um, I, YouTube for me uh, has been a roller coaster ride of emotion. And uh, there's been just a recently, as of late, YouTube has become sort of a, a desolate area with, you know, just a handful of sort of palm trees sticking up out of the desert. But now that you've actually started posting videos again regularly, it's been just a. I actually find myself checking the sub box more frequently. <laughs> so, thanks, man. Um, that's that's that, dude. That, that's huge. Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, I I really like because and I honestly I hadn't realized how much I'd missed you, um, <laughs> until all of a sudden you came back. So it was just uh, because you just do the dumbest shit that it's it's <laughs> and it's fascinating to watch and it's fascinating to be a part of and it's just like yeah. It's like a grown ass kid got toys and they yep. gave him a camera and they shared it with the world. So exactly. Yeah, I just thank you so much for and I mean this sincerely. This is going to sound like bullshit, but just thank you so much for putting content back on the internet because Oh, um, dude, that's a huge I've, compliment. Uh, thank yeah, you. I've just had like the 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 internet has just not been the same and uh 
you know, Jimmy redid a knife here recently and that was fun. And, and, uh, but you know, and, and John Heiss, who I've been watching forever is just a cranky, cranky human being. Um, Matthias is completely gone from the internet. He's got some type of crabs or something he's dealing with. And then uh, just, oh, there's a whole lot of stuff. So, but, uh, but having you come back has filled a void in my, uh, my internet TV life. And I just wanted to say, I appreciate it. And, um, Thank you, and and don't slow down, please, for the love of Christ. Uh, no plans on slowing down, but thank you very and much, Mike. And by the way, and if you don't end the next goddamn video with "Don't put your finger in it," <laughs> I'm going to drive two hours and kick your ass on camera, <laughs> and then I'm going to drive back and post that to your channel. So, get All on right. it, Swan. Will do. Will do. Sweet Christ, that's all I, I know. Say. Will, but, you uh, quit, will you quit posting stuff while we're talking, Joel? Jesus. I didn't do a thing. <laughs> Are you posting while we're talking? I get I, this I, guy over here playing golf. You guys posting. can't do. You Am can't I the do... only one that takes this thing seriously? I mean, we have yes, to pay for this I, show. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with my computer, but you guys can't do anything without me getting a notification. I, I get a notification. Mike's on Pornhub again. I'm like, really? Dude, it just, that, it if, that's, if that Hold was up. actually real, <laughs> you, 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 your, your machine wouldn't even stop. <laughs> I, I just literally i just i just I recorded see. i i just redesigned a new uh, a new sawmill in like an hour i did i did a sketch of, i recorded the screen captured the whole thing so i could post it over in the tma group of the sawmill that i'm building in the morning and i and i'm like screen capturing the whole thing and then you guys are like joel crawford mike joel crawford notifications popping up on the screen left and right it's a damn good thing i played that fast forward like 60 million times fast otherwise there's no way in hell <laughs> I just want to know why you're getting Pornhub notifications. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but it, I know whenever, I don't get whenever you're on Mike's Pornhub, like, I know about geez. it. I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah. I, 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 I thought I opted out. out. I'm seriously yeah. going to buy stock in lotion. Jurgens. Hey, uh, here's here's Mike in another three-second video. <laughs> you there is no pause button because it doesn't last that long. Oh, you just—that's horrible. That's horrible. It's, I, you listen. You don't get to pick that. No. <laughs> There's no exercise that fixes that either. I'm so just letting you know. So, yeah. but, Crazy uh, stuff. But it, you know, um, thank you, Mike. Uh, back to the compliment there, dude. That was that was cool. Thank you very much. It's nice. Oh, absolutely. It's really nice to actually just be goofing off in the shop again and sharing ideas. And that's kind of what my channel's always been about. It's kind of I call it the. I've always called it kind of a bipolar channel because it just happens to whatever pops into my head at the time is what I put up. And I have um, lists and lists of project ideas that I didn't, I really never even look at. I just write them all down and then I just do something. Else. Hmm. So it's been a lot yeah, of fun. It's no, that, and I, it's like I said, man, it's, it, there's the problem is, is that everybody's turned when I first started watching YouTube and sort of the maker community. And that was sort of the, you know, go back to the Steve Ramsey days of when he was sort of the, you know, he was making 10 minute videos because they, they couldn't be longer type deal. You know what I mean? So yeah. he was just a guy having fun in his garage, you know, and it was, it wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't a business. And and I understand, you know, listen, the guy's got to make money and this is what they do for a living. But YouTube has just become this, I mean, it's basically become ABC on the internet, you know? So it's like, well, you know, you got, you got CBS and all this stuff and it's like the, the fun of, you know, what's happening is kind of gone away. I mean, that's, now, that's not the case for everybody. Like, you know, our, our friend Chris Cute over there, he's been making, you know, some type of ass wipe varnish or whatever the hell he's into. And, you know, obviously Jimmy's got, he's just into cool stuff and, and you guys and all that. But, and, and all sort of the little makers that don't have a bazillion followers and do this full time, they're still the ones that are kind of having fun. But I've gotten to the point where I'm, I've sort of moved away from the big guys who 
have turned this from a, hey, I do this on the weekends into a full-time business and been paying more attention to the people that just get in the shop, turn on the camera, break balls for a little bit and, you know, just sort of enjoy themselves. And regardless of the size of your channel and following and all that stuff, you've always kind of been that. So, um, you know, you had a six month hiatus there, you know, where you were just posting sort of randomly and, and, uh, you know, still cool stuff. I mean, you built the friggin' hot wheel out of plywood, but you know, I mean, it's like, (laughs) um, you know, but I mean, it's a, uh, it, it just, it's been fun to have you back on the internet. You're playing around with a chainsaw and I'm sitting there in my office watching it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's been it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's good to be back. Um, you know, of course, the second you come back, like I have, I'm just getting hit up left and right by sponsors, and it's really hard to say no sometimes. You know, and especially like to video game sponsors, I've been getting hit up a lot by them, and they pay so well. It's like you just and I just don't want to do that. I think if if Vikings comes across my table again, I might do something like that just because I love Viking stuff. But you know, um, but it's, it's been a lot of fun, and, and it's just, you can tell them I I literally play this game while I'm recording a podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> do you have a golf yes. one? I hate, hey, you, I hate golf, by the way. Any so, chance you got Tiger Woods on the payroll? Because I could really, this might be cool. Right, but. right. So, no, mm-hmm. it's been good. It's been fun. And I, I you know, just a quick comment on YouTube. And, and um, this isn't probably going to be very popular, but YouTube to me has always been kind of a bully. You know, they're like the bully in the sandbox. Um, they have this really big sandbox for you to come play in. And they say they invite you to play because they know you're going to invite more kids to play. But then they kind of tell then they then they're like, well, they tell all the kids you can only see his stuff once in a while, or you can only do this once in a while, and you just invested all this time, energy, and money into building your castle, and um, and you know, so that's you know, YouTube's been they've been they change the rules all the time. They're always changing things. They say for trying to make it better, and honestly, the truth is they're just trying to make cash. They're trying to monopolize on all the hard work that you've put out there, and and I don't blame them. I mean, it's a business; they have to. Um, and that's why you've seen a lot of the changes in the in YouTube in the last in a recent um you know the last year or so because they just made it really hard for guys to get their stuff in front of people or for guys and gals and I'm not being you know um it's just become and that that being said it's also the fact that now instead of when I started there might have been a thousand people making DIY kind of content now there's thousands of people yeah. so it becomes. It kind of, kind of becomes um, a convalescent disaster, you know. I mean, it's just, just you have a lot. There's a lot more competition. I, I hear guys, oh, I'm going to start making content, and I'm like, that's great, but make sure you're doing it for fun, because the chances of starting a YouTube channel now and being successful at it is, is so nil. You got to be really, really good, um, or have something extremely unique out there to really get people. Or attention. you just got to post every day. Like that's you know yeah you if you, if you want to post maker, a if you want to post a ten minute possible if you want to post a ten minute video every single day that they um that more than you get will get three more than three to four minutes of digestive time where people will actually sit down and watch it uh, YouTube will start sharing it um, yeah but yeah and and that and that's that's taking into account that you need to shoot two three five hours of really good quality stuff to get a 10, 15 yeah, minute 90 video. minutes it, to get a 10 minute video. You absolutely need 90 minutes of content of, of actual clips. And you know, um, one of the things that people lose when you're trying to do uh, videos is if you look at a cut, let's say you're watching, say you're watching somebody cut with a jigsaw, uh, a lot of guys will sit back and they'll record the whole thing. So you watch this entire long cut, even if it's five times fast forward, you're watching the entire cut. Uh, the guys that are really good 
even the ones that don't have great <laughs> great editing skills i'm gonna raise my hand here nobody can see it but my hands up um will take the time to reset that camera four or five times throughout that cut and then you and you try and seamlessly transition that so it looks like he just made this whole cut well there's four times that i've stopped reset the camera moved it changed the focus you know i've done all those things just to make a single cut with a jigsaw um, and those are the kind of things that capture people's attention and they, it's almost a subconscious thing where they don't realize they're actually seeing what, what they're seeing. But in the shop, you just spent five minutes trying to make one single jigsaw cut and that's five yeah. or six, that's five or six clips that you got to go through and, and stitch together and make it look as seamless as possible. Those are the kind of things that get people's attention, even though they don't really realize that that's happening. That and having some kind of a you know you have to have a personality be able to speak a little bit with inflection and and um and uh not spend too much time talking in front of the camera but actual you know getting their attention grabbing them and building and getting started so i like when people do like 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 they do the same process two or three times so it looks like they have a multi-cam kind of setup so they can get it from different positions yeah and that happens a lot too and um, then you see like th- you, you like they they make that same cut like on a on a board they're putting together but they yeah. film it close up and then they film it from a different angle and they film it again make it like on a whole nother board so yeah. somewhere in the back of their shop they have this 15 minute video and after 25 of those 15 minute videos there's like a fire pit in the back that's yep. just burning with second shots mm. yeah the one thing i would say if you if you have a youtube channel just from a consumer standpoint if you're like working through something, if you stop to think for a second or you stop moving a tool, you, you don't need to leave that in there. You can edit that out. I don't know if you find the splice tool on the, uh, you know, on the video editing software, but just maybe, maybe edit that, clean it up a little bit because, uh, I, I get lost. I, I, I mean, I, I hate to be one of those guys that, uh, you know, says, uh, I, I have to have clear and kind of concise and, you know, there's, there's no room for nuance, but yeah the the nuance i mean listening to you think on a youtube video is the is is painful (laughs) so you know like we every now and again i will have a conversation here when i'm editing i'll see because i edit a lot of this visually and you'll see just sort of blank spots you know in in the conversation if somebody stops for a second just to like think and that little blank spot right there on a youtube video is death (laughs) it's just death so don't be afraid to edit that out because uh, watching it makes me want to kill myself. So well, yeah, me if, kill you're, myself. if you're having a debate or there's dead spot, like uh, I notice a lot of that, especially when your people are first starting out and I did it, I'm guilty um, of like you have that, even if it's just a half a second or two or three seconds of dead time or just before you, just before you say something, or maybe you're transitioning between a thought, uh, a thought, don't leave that in a video, cut that out. Because I, uh, you literally need to keep things moving, and you really don't want to have clips that are more than five to ten seconds long. Now, listen to this, folks. This is the part: five ten-second clips that last ten minutes long. Okay, Jesus, so that, that sounds like shit. <laughs> it, it's not fun. Editing is not fun, and that's still one of the reasons I edit in a very basic software, so I can go through and blaze it out because I don't want to have to. You know, use something like uh, like the um, pro that everybody seems to love. They spend 10 hours. I mean, you look at one of, um, you know, uh, just a maker that I absolutely admire and I think is doing wonderful things is Paul Jackman. And you look at his stuff 
That oh, I there's there's gonna be like ten hours. Can guarantee editing. you six to ten hours per video without without question. And you know, and then you look at, and I'm I'm you know I'm still back at that point where I like if it takes me more than an hour to edit, I'm pissed off. So I am uh, I, I try to keep it simple as possible. Um, I rely heavily on on um, lots of clips rather than you know trying to break break clips up and transition them. Um, so that's just the way I do things and it works for me. Mm. Um, and I, and I, even a, a three minute, four minute long video will have an hour, hour and a half of recording. So that's just a part of it. But, um, anyway, tonight, today's topic, I think we were supposed to talk a little bit about, um, well, the, the only thing I was going to say was, uh, we, we, uh, I wanted to see, you know, uh, Joel, what do you have on your bench? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's that. I forgot about <laughs> yeah. Joel. It's, hey, it's, Joel, it's, what's on your bench? Joel's, well, easy, Joel's easy to forget about. <laughs> my Jesus. thanks, thanks, man. My uh, my bait bench uh, actually has the names of all of our Patreon supporters. Let me go over those for you, each and every one. Hey, Absolutely Rick. not. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you go ahead. Text me when you're done. I need to go upstairs and no, get it's, a sandwich. I, I will say this, though. As, as much crap as we give our poor Patreon supporters, it's awesome because it allows us to afford the tacos that we deserve uh, at, at get-togethers and events. And uh, and th- that's that's if you aren't donating to that cause, I don't know where your heart is, honestly. <laughs> it's a, it's a have, sad, I, sad day. I'll, I'll say you probably have no God. <laughs> heathens every yes. one of them you certainly have no god if you're not donating to us no uh on my bench is uh it's very simple we're we're in full production mode we've added a couple of uh things that we're introducing to the product line we're going to do a pretty big launch i think in a couple of weeks of a project i don't know how that's going to exactly roll out um, I can't say too much about it right now. Ooh, but, ladies and gentlemen, we've well. So, so here's the thing: as I work on the project and as we pull these things together, um, it will become more apparent which direction it's going to go in. Oh, um, Thingsport just wants us to drop his website right in here. Right. right. <laughs> so the so, uh, so so anyway, <laughs> so so the I'm going to so, edit that out. So the good so luck the, with that. So the 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 project itself is not taking any particular time up right now. I'm still working on kind of the marketing on it, and uh, we've got the basics down, like we've run prototypes and things like that. But um, but how we implement? So here's a here's a business thing: how you implement something to, to and explain it to the rest of the world, it can be a really important thing because mm-hmm. it's um it's how the world gets to perceive you is and. There- What's Is there that? any chance this came to you in a dream so I can segue? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll end with a dream. <laughs> so, just help the host out. <laughs> so, uh, so are we really going to, please don't. No, just go ahead. I, God. I, 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 I'm trying uh, to be me. It's, it's, it's hard to be me. Right. So the thing is likely going to be a crowdfunded thing. And I, th- I think it's going to be fun. I'd like it to be fun because what we try to do is do fun stuff. Will there be dunk uh, tanks and jello? All right, skip my other plan. We're going with <laughs> dunk tanks and jello because whatever I was making before isn't nearly as fun. Oh no. Yep. Got sideways. <laughs> All right. Hold on while I get my little notebook out. Right yeah. on, right on. 
I'm not a marketing genius for nothing. Yeah, no kidding. So, uh, so we got that going on. We're doing our normal production. Christmas is ramping up. Somebody picked up our um, page pals and put it in their top 10 list of crazy cool things. And so all my page pals have now disappeared to customers, which is awesome. So we're feverishly making more of them. It's a, it's a weird thing when you get picked up by an organization that, that does a thing. And we've, we've had it happen now a few dozen times. And you'd think I'd know better by having some things in reserve, but we, we kind of don't. You don't. We don't. And, because you, uh, because no one thinks about the future. Well, like, <laughs> right. Right. So all of a sudden you see, like, in a day, you see, like, 22 page pals, like, gone. And you're like, oh, oh I only had 60 in there. So that's three days. Well, it takes two weeks to get things set up in warehouses across the country as we ship them. And so it's, it's like, well, three days isn't enough time. So it just the normal things. That was a really cool thing. Not that I'm complaining. Don't get me wrong at all, but it's, it's, uh, people oftentimes go, and then somebody published a thing that was on my Etsy page and I got a million orders for them. I don't know how I'm going to, it's, it, it happens. Like it's not, there are 17,000, um, faux media journals out there that, that describe things and and make you know christmas lists and 15 other things and then all of a sudden your product will be picked up and then you have an extra 20 40,000 people 50 60 200 500,000 people that your product gets in front of we got picked up by the verve uh in their christmas catalog edition mm-hmm. in 2015 and that gave us a pop in 2015 i'm like where the hell are all these sales coming from Uh, it was like, you know, 14 days before Thanksgiving. And so you, it's, it's not, I, you can't, it's not even worth saying, you know, by the way, that could get picked up. So you should make 400 more of those because you can make it to Gizmodo's front page. Well, some, (laughs) some of us have, some of us have, (laughs) some of us have, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, that's, that was a thing and that's, that's what we do. It was, it was really cool. It was nice. Somebody Thank sent me you. a little link. Actually, about four people sent me a little link. I think I'm going to make, uh, I might even, uh, I might take the time. Please do. We're talking about products. Um, I might take the time to learn SketchUp so I can make plans for that uh, outfit table that I've designed and have halfway built. I hate even SketchUp. That, yeah, that's kind of my initial thing, but Izzy knows it. And I mean, if Izzy knows something about a computer, then I really should know that thing. (laughs) (laughs) There's no veiled insult there. Well, it's not even a, it's not really an insult. Just, you know, Izzy is a self-professed, you know, chimpanzee when it comes to computers. So, I mean, if he knows how to use them, I mean, I really should know how to use them. Right. So there's, I have an advantage. I, 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 I eat, sleep, drink, and think in three, 3d. So SketchUp just made sense to me. I taught it, taught myself to it in over a weekend. So um i already seen the machines built i'm just i'm more i'm just putting the parts in the sketchup i don't have to suss it out in the in the sketchup which is which i think a lot of people do so hmm. um i have an advantage over it there's one you know, that's that's kind of um kind of why i do what i do anyway <clears throat> yes you should uh, i'm going to drink some more southern comfort you guys go ahead oh, <laughs> so the 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 night Izzy talks the most is the night that his internet connection sucks. <laughs> Am I clipping out there really bad, guys? I'm sorry. Just on you won't be in the uh, in yeah. The, I was people just, listening to this on the podcast won't know what the hell you're talking. I about. I was just going to say watching on YouTube. Yeah, re-listen to it. Um, 
we listened to it on uh, on the podcast. It won't hey, sound so if bad. You, by the way, if you watch this on YouTube and you don't listen to it on the podcast, you have no God. I mean, that's <laughs> the, you're the same as the Patreon people. Is the uh, but um, so uh, I have nothing on the bench at this point. I'm I I we. Uh, the, the flood was kind of, uh, the, uh, I say the flood, the hurricane was very stressful this weekend. I sent Joel some videos of things that were going on. There was a, um, my sister who lives three miles away, uh, there wasn't a road connecting the two of us that wasn't completely flooded out. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it got ugly here. Um, Union County in North Carolina, which is where I live, they had more than 70 roads that had flooded that were closed Jeez. by the, the sheriff's department. They actually... I've lived here for the better part of 21 years, and they actually had the first time, um, for the very first time, they had a uh, curfew. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty bad, and there was a creek that runs not far behind my house. And uh, like I said, I was sharing some pictures with uh, Joel that if it had rained for probably another hour or so, it, it might have got real weird here. So the uh, the weekend was very little making, uh, very little planning. It was just kind of waiting to die. Uh, and then when you don't die, you're like, well, shit, now I got to come up with plans. <laughs> now I have to go to work on Monday. <laughs> yeah. So, and then you're thinking, well, death isn't that bad. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so it was, uh, the, the weekend for me was pretty stressful and there's very little on the plate. And I have a half built, um, outfeed table that, uh, I really want to get to finishing at some point. Uh, but I guess that'll have to wait. So, uh, I mean, as far as me, that's, uh, there's not much going on or much to report, but you would talk, talk to you want you said you want to talk a little bit about dreams, Izzy, and uh, yeah, I, I was I had a conversation the other day about dreams and especially about dreams, particularly when I was younger, and we had talked about these. You know, if I was curious how many people had like reoccurring dreams and if and what they were, that kind of thing, and you know, I I mean, there's a whole psychology behind dreams. I'm not sure I really buy into it as much as um, some people do. I actually started looking into it. There's um. A couple of books out there, uh, understanding your dreams. And in fact, one of the first statements she says in the book is, you will dream more now that you're reading this book than you normally do, or you'll remember them more. Um, but anyway, that was kind of an interesting um, kind of an interesting conversation about that the other day. And um, I used to have this really terrible reoccurring dream when I was a kid about running across the field and there were wolves chasing me. And um, I'd never make it. There was like a tree in the middle of this field. And I'd always run for it. I'd never make it to the tree before they got to me and, you know, ripped me apart, which was, I mean, it's an awful dream. But it was a, a dream I had as a young as a young kid. And I mean, like nine to, I don't know, nine to 14, nine to 15. And it kept coming back. It kept reoccurring. And it, it was kind of funny. It, gradually, I'd make it to the tree. And then I'd start climbing it. And they'd, like, tear the meat out of the back of my legs. Very vivid dream. And then um, finally, I started to the point where I could make it to the tree and get up the tree. And then nothing. And then, you know, I, I quit having the dream altogether and never really quite understood what that meant. I was just wondering if there are other people out there that have had like weird reoccurring dreams, hopefully not quite as dark, but, um, you know, what they're. I, I actually used to have, um, this, I, I kind of hinted at this when we brought this up at the end of one of the shows, but I used to have this, um, reoccurring dream. I was in a, it, it's vivid to the point, a couple things too, just to, I actually have a real weird thing in my head where. I remember a lot of things and I dream almost every night and I remember the majority of the dreams I've had. Mm -hmm. um, I got actually checked by a doctor and a psychologist for this stuff when I was younger because it's sort of abnormal. Um, and there's a, I, I, I'd be happy to talk about everything associated with that at some point, but we'll, I'll, I don't want to bore everybody with the, uh, 
the needless banter, um, even though we <laughs> have even though we have thirty minutes to kill. I thought that's what we um, do. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. But uh, so um, yeah, so a lot, a lot of the dreams I have are pretty vivid. But when I was a kid, I used to have this reoccurring dream um, where I was in an old it's like an old brick library, but it didn't have any books in it, and there was like a you said brick, right? Yeah. Okay. Why? Well, what do you think I said? No, 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 no. We'll just keep going. All right. Well, so there's old. It was an old brick library, but it didn't have books. It still had bookcases, um, and it was never ending. It was almost like have you ever played that uh, that game uh, Pitfall when you were a kid on the Atari, where you just you run to the left and it never stops. You know that that basically the same type of thing. Um, and there was like a little, almost like a jester troll combination thing that was chasing me, and I could never see it. And even in my dreams, I would only have a vision of what it looked like, but I never actually saw it behind me. And I was running through this thing. I was looking for my father basically the whole time. Um, and again, one of the benefits of going through therapy is you get to talk about this stuff to people who get paid to know what the hell they're talking about. Uh, what they told me was actually the dream started not long after my parents got divorced. Um, and there was this like fear that I have losing my father. And it manifested itself into this reoccurring dream that just never ended. All right. So it was, and, and then she had told me about, I had this dream right up until my probably 20s or 30s. Um, and it wouldn't happen often, but every now and again, it just kind of creep back in. It happened a lot when I was a kid. Uh, and then it started happening more and more frequently, um, you know, as I got into my late teens and then, you know, less frequently as I got a little bit older. But I talked to my, uh, told my psychologist about this stuff. And I said, hey, you know, I had the, I always had this weird dream, and I actually just had it the night before I went in to see her. And she was like, "Well, uh, you know, your parents were divorced, right?" And I said, "Yeah." And she she said, "Well, you're just looking for your father." And I was like, "Wait, what?" She was like, "Yeah, you're just looking for your father. Like you you had a fear that your father would you know walk out on you and leave you, and mm -hmm. you know, the people who are supposed to love you the most mm -hmm. they they left you behind." Mm -hmm. I'll be darned. And uh, and I stopped having I I that was the last time I had that dream after she explained it to me. It was the strangest thing in the world. I've never had that dream since, and that was probably eight years ago, nine years ago. So. Really? Yeah, yours is probably, um, oddly enough, I probably have a pretty good idea of, you know, what yours would be about. I don't know that I'd talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> so, um, Why not? Some of that stuff gets a little bit weird and personal, but uh, no, well, I don't know I'm, how much. I'm interested well, to hear what, you're, what, you, what you would think, I mean, what your thoughts are. Well, the only thing I would say is that, you know, we've talked a little bit off the air about some things in your past that I don't know that you want to talk about here. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know how much of it I want to say is <laughs> the only thing. All right. So, um, for Just for right now. We'll take all the restraining um, restraints off. Go ahead, let me hear it. Well, you just—I mean, you—you'd said that uh, you know your parents were uh, not awesome. You know, we'll just say. Uh, but I mean, a lot of those dreams when you're having that stuff, especially if you have any type of impending fear or danger, you know, that's coming after you. A lot of times that can be, um, you know, paternal and maternal. You know, where your parents are. You, know, you feel some type of danger and it sort of manifests itself in this thing and mm -hmm. you can't ever really get away from it because your parents, you can never get away from. Right. So true. Um, and that, that type of stuff, I mean, your dreams are basically a way to process the stuff your mind can't really handle otherwise. Mm -hmm. So it, and it gives you these kind of scenarios where you can play through fears in your head or even play, not always fears. I mean, dreams aren't always negative, but um, you get to kind of play through these things that are, you know, really sort of subconsciously depressing and, you know, you get an opportunity to kind of work through them on a subconscious level so you don't have to carry them into your consciousness. So it's, uh, you know, that there's probably some 
some part of that with you mm-hmm. that you know there's you know you you you're sort of in fear of something and and you know fear of your parents is a uh, you know that that's really hard to get over because they're the people who are supposed to love and care for you the most you know and um you know if you look up to them and that's not available uh that manifests itself in all kinds of really weird sort of you know phobias and ideas and particularly dreams and those things can be very telling so hmm. but uh Anyway, yeah, because I've never—I mean, I've never really understood the whole the whole thing, and I always thought someday I might see somebody about it and, and talk about it, and, and um, you know, get some feedback from it. Because I'm not—I mean, I, you know me and the feelings thing—I'm not real good at this stuff. So um, I thought it would be interesting to to figure out what that meant and what it mm-hmm. was about. It's interesting. It's interesting, yeah, interesting feedback for sure. Yeah, well, and that's, I mean, a lot of times that that type of stuff is really just that. I mean, people have, you know, dreams about drowning all the time and reoccurring dreams. And a lot of them times, um, you know, dreams about drowning are people that are, you know, they're they're afraid of time. You know, as they say that that, that psychologically that, that for some reason maps to that. I don't know how that works, but, um, you know, a lot of times if you're, if you have these dreams where you're drowning or I used to have dreams where I would be punching someone, but I wouldn't be hitting them enough to do anything. Um, and those are actually... Uh, psychological fears of failure and a bunch of things that kind of manifest themselves in a dream. So you ever have a dream where, you know, you're, let's say you're trying to shoot somebody, but the bullets don't come out of the gun fast enough, or you're trying to punch somebody, but you never hit them hard enough to do anything to them. Those Mm -hmm. are typically subconscious fears that are kind of manifesting themselves and you're not able to, you know, you're, what it's telling you is you're not dealing with those things. You know, that's, that's a lot of times what those dreams tell you is that, you've got these fears that you've kind of pushed to the back of your mind that you're, <clears throat> you're refusing to deal with. You're, you're hiding yourself from these feelings. And, and so your dreams kind of push them forward. And, you know, a lot of times it's there, you know, men have them, you know, quite a bit. Uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of dudes. I don't, I mean, women don't talk about stuff like that to guys, uh, at least to me. <laughs> no, <laughs> mostly cause I'm, creepy sweating <laughs> joel what about you bud have you had any weird yeah. dreams reoccurring dreams anything that um you want you care to share with our with our um our self-help moment here? so i i don't think i've had any my dreams are not nearly as prophetic i don't i don't know the right word i when i do remember dreams which is very rare i there's one specific dream that was fairly easy to diagnose like like it was it was easy there the dream starts out that i am our our school had an upper and lower level um and the junior high kind of area was in the upper area and i was running up the stairs and it was crowded because it was like class change time and my job was to get to this girl and tell her how i felt and there were just too many people in the way and like, like your brother, like I couldn't, I couldn't get to her. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like that was it. Like of my whole life, that was pretty much it for any dreams I've ever made any lick of sense. And I don't, the way my body uses dreams is that it uses it as a stress reliever. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it uses it like, uh, like it, it doesn't even. I don't even have dreams about things that happened that day of those things in, in any sense or whatever. So my dreams, when I have them, <clears throat> will have very little, um, continuity to them's all wrong. 
the the spatial is all wrong imagery is all wrong and it's not in a way that i could describe it it's like a dali painting to him explaining it to me in a way that words don't do um so it it's never been a it's dreams for me have never been much more than uh i don't know kind of like sweating and even then i don't rem- i'm sure i dream every night but i one out of 500 sleep nights of sleep i remember what a dream is and and i will tell you those are most prominent in the mornings so if i go like on the rare occasions that i actually sleep in or return back to sleep it is much more likely for me to remember at least momentarily i typically don't try to remember i i exercise my right not to remember my dreams <laughs> by 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 not committing them to long-term memory so yeah, what are the that didn't make it to the constitution joel well it's a real shame well so so <laughs> i i i know the, the way that you remember a dream is that you continually go over the dream until you move it chemically from your short actually pre-short term to short term to long-term memory it's the only way you'll remember a dream if you remember a dream five minutes after uh it, it happens uh, or it, 30 seconds after it happens, if you don't constantly think about it for the next two minutes, you won't remember it for the next five minutes. And if you don't remember for the next five minutes, then you'll never remember it again in your life. Right. On. Right. It just, it just doesn't, your brain doesn't work that way. It, it works in See, a different I, part of your brain. I, I don't, I wish that was the case for me because that's not, so that's, uh, <laughs> because, um, because I actually have the most of the dreams I have are pretty awful and terrifying. The uh, the you know I don't know if that's just the ones I remember, but um, the ones that come to me that that seems to be the case. Um, but I I walk away from I would say five nights a week. I can I can remember had dreaming two to three nights a week. Really? Yeah. Well, it, I my brain is really weird. I don't like to talk about this, and you know, this <laughs> is one of those things that I'll talk about on the podcast, like no one's listening, but, um, when I was a kid, I actually had, I was in fourth grade, uh, Mr. Crutchman's class, uh, in my elementary school, I took a test and, um, he marked an answer wrong that I knew was right. And I told him, I said, no, the answer to that is, you know, so-and-so. And he said, well, how do you know that? I said, well, it's on page 128. It's in paragraph two there. Um, I can see the sentence, you know, I was like, I, I, I know this is the right answer. Uh, he told my parents I was autistic. <laughs> So, um, they actually had me tested for that because they thought that, um, because it, my, my mother was like, but he's, you know, I mean, autism wasn't what it is today where everybody knows about it, but it was, you know, they basically thought you were retarded back then, which is, I know not a word that people use anymore, but, um, but I, I just, I, my memory works that way. Like I can remember things specifically, um, I, when we go to shows, I can remember like this is, it's getting worse now that I get older, but like, I can remember if I'm standing next to Paul Jackman, I can remember the seven people that are standing around him. Um, you know, what they're wearing, what's on their shirts, like all this stuff. It's just, my mind kind of captures things like that. It's really weird. Um, I don't talk about that because it becomes a game for people. They will go to lunch and, you know, people are like, Hey, what's that sign say? And, you know, they'll ask me five days later and I still remember it. And so like with dreams, it, it kind of similar to me that way is that I will remember things very specifically at least I think I do. I, I could be making that shit up as soon as I get out of bed, but I can remember a lot of those things and a lot of weird ideas. And like I say, a lot of really um, awful things kind of process themselves out. I think there's for a lot of people it's a defense mechanism that they don't remember some of that stuff because your subconscious gets to work through things. Um, 
that you don't want to deal with in the real world. And I kind of wake up with some of that stuff. So it's just a real weird, um, really weird the way my mind works in that way. So, so that, that type of memory is called eidetic. I and know it, exactly what it is. And it's, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a rare thing to have it. And some people have it in, from my understanding of it, um, because I was a psychology major and this, this was one of those fields that I loved, um, is, is the oddities. And, and you, uh, you still hang out with me. That's weird, man. Well, no, I don't, that's exactly I, the reason why I don't I hang know out that with I would you. classify what I have as an identic memory because that's a, that's actually a very rare thing. Um, I can actually scroll through days, uh, in my head kind of in, in sort of a weird way. Like I say, it's, it, there are memories and things are hard to recall as I get older. When I was younger, I mean, I, it was almost like a card trick. I can, you know, I could tell you, you know, things that I'd read 10 years ago, word for word and stuff like that. But, um, it, it's, it's less and less now as I get a little bit older. Uh, but I mean, I can still, if we go out to lunch or dinner, I mean, I can remember when you and I went to lunch, um, that one day out there in Georgia, Joe, I can remember seven or eight things off the menu. Um, exactly. Like it's just, you know, just kind of, I just, it, you know, I remember the waitress's name. I remember all the different whiskeys and stuff that were on the wall. I remember, you know, just kind of weird. Where stuff did we like eat? That. Um, I don't remember the name though. That's the weird part. Like that was the, uh, that little hole in the wall restaurant. Um, oh, Gabe's. Yeah. Gabe's yeah, downtown. That's, yeah. But, but like I, and that's the thing is, you know, again, I mean, certain I things will come to you and certain things won't. Yeah. Now, well, yeah. here's the thing. If I just sat still for a little while and didn't think about anything else, like the name of that would just pop into my head. Um, and I don't know how that works. It just does. But there's, um, there's, um, there's several different kinds of memories. One's identic, one's identic. They're two different types of memories. Mm-hmm. What you're describing sounds more like an identic memory to me. Yeah, well, it's identical. It's basically that's the problem. Is my memory is identical is very like that's those are almost you know like magical gifted people. Mine is mine's got gaps in it. Yeah, that's. Um, I think they commonly call that photographic memory, which there really is no such thing as a photographic memory. Is yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, that's 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 wild. It's a dreams. Dreams for me have always been, have always been, um when they are around they've always been fleeting they've never made particular like there was nothing to make a lot of sense out of and they didn't they didn't offer me any insight into my being mm-hmm. like and and maybe that's maybe i i almost find that a little sad because i consider myself a semi artistic person right so i i i can see design i can see what is pleasing to me like i have opinions but you don't have to be tied to your subconscious to be artistic though no but i i I think i think there are things that uh uh, let's give a good example so there are times that and it's a practice behavior don't get me wrong you can get better at it but uh andy berkey every day he takes shots of photos and he and he if you look up the hashtag on either Instagram or Facebook and you do blame Berkey, B L A M E B I R K E Y blame Berkey hashtag that, um, you'll find, a uh, three, five years of, of images that a lot of people, including myself have tagged under that of kind of these inspirational, not even inspirational, ordinary moments that 
spectacular ordinary moments right but they're not like they're everything like i was driving today and if i had two more ounces of effort i would have pulled over the car taken the picture of the perfect red clouds big poofy clouds thank you very much hurricane for the beautiful weather sorry mike (laughs) appreciate that uh that i could have easily tagged in that and just said hey here's the thing you know and and it was a majestic amazing sunset and it's a common thing here so you just look at it and go wow that's really pretty and you just I, my job was to get from a to b and while i could take a moment to appreciate it i didn't put the effort into doing that and i think i think that's where real artists and i'm not a real artist i am good enough to understand design understand colors understand music understand those things but I, I think the people that can find inspiration in their dreams and inspiration in, in the mundane things, um, can, can, um, have a better starting point. Like everybody could play piano, but there are a few people that could play it really well. Right. And I think they, I think that some of those, some of those personality traits are inherent people that could that can gleam a lot from their subconscious or or learn to appreciate their subconscious and its babblings when you're not on guard um can maybe better appreciate other things or it can lead you into some inspiration to it and and mike you obviously have some terrifying dreams and maybe that isn't the best thing to be inspired you by. you have no idea <laughs> well i i'm sure i'm sure that's 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 one of those things where where you, and actually it's it's one of my favorite things about the brain is your brain with no stimulus right with nothing externally can make your entire body feel like it's being strung up by someone you respect and beaten to death without you even moving a muscle and it can everything in your brain is firing that things are going wrong including your endocrine system and your adrenaline's going off the chart and fear it'll make you piss your pants uh without a single thing influence it in real time like you you have to imagine our body's just here to carry our brain around, right? Like that, that's the, that's the key of the body. Mm-hmm. And when your brain goes, and this is a thing into, obviously this is a thing into abnormal psychology where you have disorders for this, where you have hallucinations is that there's something internally that's giving you stimulus and then your body reacts to it. It's, it's it's wondrous and horrible for any number of reasons. Well, and I, I used to write, um, and I, I do this every now and again. Uh, some of it's translated to Facebook posts, statuses and stuff that uh, I actually get a lot of good feedback on. But I used to write some of the things that I had sort of as little stories and books um, just to kind of get them out in the real world. Uh, and then I, I would literally throw those books in the garbage because if anybody read them, they'd lock me away forever. <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, as far as uh, dreams and inspirations, but one thing that, that you kind of talked about where you said, um, I, I have a hard time defining what an artist is. Um, I, I don't, uh, I think if you create things that people appreciate 
and that's a very loose sort of definition. I, I think that makes you an artist. Um, you know, somebody like Andy Berkey, like we've talked about Andy before. I love Andy more than almost anybody in the world. I mean, he's just a fantastic human being in every way. But that guy is a he is a he is an artist who happens to do other things. And you know, and like I said before, I, I hope I don't do you any injustice, sir. I know he listens to this. Um, but he, I mean, he's an artist. That guy is. I mean, he just and he's he's not an artist in that you know he's he's an artist. He's an artist in that he appreciates the um the the sort of the mundane and, and he 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 doesn't have the 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 thing in his DNA where he takes little things for granted. Um, and I really think that's kind of where art is found. You know, I mean, it's, it's, he, he's really good at that. He'll take a picture of a dog's eyeball and, you know, I find myself looking at it for five, 10 minutes and I'm like, you know, why the hell am I still staring at this goddamn dog's eyeball? I mean, this doesn't make any sense, right? Um, <laughs> I'm losing the contest again. It's winning. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and, and, but, but that's, you know, and, and that's the thing is it's like, you know, like I look at like, like Izzy, Izzy's an artist in that. Um, I know he hates that term because it's kind of touchy feely and everything touchy feely is, you know, kryptonite to Izzy, but it's, he's an artist in that he, he sees value in the things you would otherwise take for granted. And, and for him, it's bigger things than, you know, a dog's eyeball. I mean, he's, you know, he's got these big tools and, you know, big ideas and, um, but you know, he just, he finds value in, in things that otherwise people overlook and he brings your attention to things that you're otherwise not paying attention to. And I think that's probably the best definition of an artist that I can think of. That's one of the reasons I love comedy as much as I do. I, I listen to comedians. Um, when I was a kid, I was very drawn to, you know, people like George Carlin and Robin Williams and all these guys, because not necessarily just because they were funny, but they, they saw things that were funny and things you looked at every single day. You know, it's not, it's not that, it's not that they were good yes. at comedy. It's that they were good at pointing out shit that you overlooked, and that's what made it funny. You're, you know, you were like, "Holy shit, I see this every day," and it never occurred to me that it's friggin' hilarious. Um, you know, and that's really the definition of an artist is they they focus your attention on something that is always there, and you miss it otherwise. I think so, I think know, there's and, an innate quality. I think that's a yeah. I I, I agree with you. I say I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think there's an innate quality in every human being. I think some people are good at seeing the mundane in a different light and sharing that, but I mean, there's other people that recognize it too. I mean, that's why art is what art is. Is be it's not because if there were just nothing but artists in the in the world, and then all of a there's this division of artists and then people. I mean, for lack of a better way of putting it, um, you, you that's where. I think everybody has an artist inside of them. Everybody's got a little Andy Berkey in them, you know. Otherwise, they wouldn't recognize it when it was shared. You want, does it? Does that make sense? I mean, I, it it does. But yes. I mean, there are there are people that need to have the inconsequential pointed out to them, you know. And that's the um, but they recognize the it. Things, if you didn't no, recognize they, it, you wouldn't as, have it. As soon as you show it to them, they so right. As soon as they as soon as you show it to them, they see it. But it's like. Um, the, you know, it, it, I've talked about the attitude, you know, of people that, and I, you know, I always, I always make fun of people from the town I grew up in, but there's an attitude up there of, you know, this always happens to me, right? Like you step outside, you step in a puddle. It's not just that you stepped in a puddle and you go on with your day. It's always happens to me. You know, it's just like you, you, you're always waiting for something that's terrible and awful and, and just, you know, um, you expect the worst, right? And then somebody like Andy Berkey comes along and they take a picture of a flower that was sitting right next to the puddle that you stepped in. 
And, you know, he's, he's standing there with a wet leg, but he's like, holy shit, I stepped in this puddle, but it gave, you know, brought me down to the ground when I fell on my knee. And here's this beautiful flower that's just kind of waiting there for me. Let me take a picture and share that with the world. You know, it's like there, there are people who are programmed to be a certain way, you know, guys like, you know, you, all of our favorites, right. You look at guys like, um, you know, Bill Lutz and, and Andy Burke, you know, these guys, they just, they find beauty in everything, you know, it's, and it's, in it, and it's not, they don't find big things. You know what I mean? Like Bill Lutz doesn't, I mean, he, he, he works in an airport. Um, you know, he, he just, he'll post a picture of just like this random flower and you're like, holy shit, that flower is beautiful. It's like, look at the sunset or look at the way this, this, uh, you know, the water's dripping off of this airplane wing or some nonsense. And you just, he stopped and noticed, you know, and, and he, he he took a he took a minute to just sort of realize, uh, you know, he he's got the exact opposite attitude. He'll, you know, God, look at this. This happened to me. I was in the moment when this you know this thing stopped, and I'm going to share this with other people. And that's you know, people like that. That's there's unfortunately not a lot of people like that in the world. It, it takes a you know, and for us, it's really easy because our community is so. Um, you know, just so amazing that, you know, these, we have this collection of folks that are really sort of open-minded and they're always looking for something to share with the world. But I mean, a lot of people just simply aren't like that, which is why artists make money because, you know, there are plenty of folks out there that are always the, you know, well, it always happens to me, you know, and (laughs) you have to be able to show them, Hey, dickhead, dry off your, you know, your leg and look at all this beautiful stuff that's around you. Yeah. There's, there's awful shit all the time, but Focusing on that doesn't get you any further ahead in life. It actually just brings you and, and a lot of times other people around you down, right? So it's like, um, yeah, you, you know, yeah, you took, you know, you take Bill Lutz for example, and, and you, you know, it's a good thing we're not all like Bill Lutz because all we do is stand around all day and hug each other. Nothing would get done. But um, I, I, I actually don't mind living in that world. To be <laughs> <right>. honest, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you know, and I, I mean, you picked some prime examples. I mean, Bill Lutz and and and, um, and Andy Berkey are. Or two of the one of the two of the best people we know. So. Yeah, but we know thousands of guys like that. Yeah, guys and girls. I, I, you know, I say guys. Just I apologize for all you gender specifics out there. But they, they, yeah, I, I mean, just thousands of people like that. Mm-hmm. We do, and it's an interesting community. It's interesting that we do that. But it's funny that we've kind of kind of on this path from talking just about dreams. You know, I, I'm kind of finding this very unique conversation that we're having, starting out with dreams. And I mean, I, I'm like you. I remember all my dreams, and all I want to say is Angelina Jolie. Thank you. that massage was wonderful (laughs) but i don't care if your 16 uh, kids were crying in the other room and and we don't do this thing kind of normally but i want to do a real quick thing because we're having a pretty special conversation i think we are um we we do this thing live on youtube now on uh and and there's a lot of conversation going on over in the chat section of people sharing some of their experiences guys those of you who have done that thank you so much um that's huge uh, really appreciate you guys. I mean, um, there's some pretty serious stuff going on over there. So for for those of you who have taken the time to comment and share, uh, wow, just incredible. So <laughs> love you guys. Well, for those, well, and for those of you who um, aren't on YouTube, uh, I, think <laughs> right. have, I think we only have 17 people <laughs> that ever watch this thing at any time. Um, but yeah, the, the, a lot of people just kind of shared some of the things that they've they've talked about. Now they're they're sort of talking about what uh, creators and all that are. But yeah. Um, I mean, I think that there is a, there, the more, and, and, and this is, you know, talking about dreams, you know, this is metaphysical conversations. There's, you know, the, these things are intangible and, you know, you're never going to have a real baseline as to what actually is, um, you know, uh, 
what actually is what, right? Because I mean, all this stuff is sort of subjective and it exists in your mind. But um, you know, we we are very fortunate to be in groups where and and know people. I, I say be in groups, but just to to know people that are um, you know very sharing of experiences. And and that's one thing that I think that you know we talk about our community constantly. And and um, you know, one thing I hope this podcast is for a lot of people is we have an opportunity to share experiences and almost. We've almost, as a group, you know, us three and, and all the other people out there, we make fun of the reclaimed audio guys and the fools with tools and the making and all those those folks out there. The, um, But they're just sharing experiences. I mean, they've, they, hey, this happened to me. Um, you know, if you relate, you listen. If you don't, you tune out. But um, that's one thing that I've always hoped that, that, you know, what we do and what our community does is just share experiences and, and not always positive, but mostly positive experiences that, you know, people just, just can relate to and people kind of carry along with. And you know, when you're talking about dreams and how they translate into real world and, and, you know, sort of all that stuff. I mean, that's, you're just sharing experiences, you know, and that's people relate to that because, you know, like I've said before, you know, we all take a shower um, and we all think we do something different. And then we start talking about it. We all do the same damn thing. Right. And it's like mm-hmm. a lot of us have similar dreams and similar context. They're not just, they're just not things that really get brought up because we don't share those experiences. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it it takes weird folks like us to just come along and be like, hey. Oh, we can bring out the weird in any way. <laughs> Thank God, right? That's how we roll. <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah, I had this, uh, when I, from the time I was 12 to I was 17, I would have dreams where I was always sitting on my testicles and uh, I would bounce up in the air into the clouds. And you're like, what? What do we, you know, <laughs> it's like you're just, uh, how did that just happen? Where, how do we get here? Um, so, but uh but I would just say that, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, if you guys have any sort of weird nonsense, reoccurring dreams that you've had, share that stuff with us. I'd be interested to see, um, you know, we have a pretty big audience at this point. I'd be interested to see if anybody has any similar dreams that are reoccurring to us, um, what context they've had them. Uh, you know, if, I, if you I want have, me to uh, give you some feedback on them, I'm happy to do that. Like I said, I've been, I've I, been, uh, I want to stay real quick. For a long time. Um, uh, JK, James, he had mentioned earlier that um, he had a dream about flying. And it was unique. We didn't get a we didn't get a chance to talk about that real quick. Um, that's something I did a lot of. I have done a lot of over my lifetime is have dreams about flying, and it usually started on a swing set. I don't know why, <laughs> um, but I have dreams about flying. I'm wondering how many people out there have had that dream. Have, have you guys dreamt about flying? What do you mean by flying? Just like like flying, you're, you're, I'm like, like flying in an airplane, or you're like superhero. I, well, flying? the reason I'm asking is I was I was reading a little bit about this after this we talked about the conversation I'd had about dreams. I actually looked it up online. I've been reading a little bit about people that have reoccurring dreams about flying in particular, and kind of some of the things that it meant. I don't want to get into it. I just want to. I'm just curious how many people out there have had dreams about flying, whether it's you know. Um, flying an airplane or just flying without anything at all just dreams about flying i'm, I'm kind of curious to see how many people out there have had a similar dream so anyway i'm shutting up now mike apologize for that <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh no it was, it was fun so joel i know you've dreamt I, about flying i i um i haven't had any dreams my closest are usually the the falling dreams that elicit the the response that everybody loves to hate um so occasionally i'll get jerked awake um but again wait what (laughs) (laughs) but you know you know there's um is that just when tony's in the the bungalow (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's uh it's uh, very rarely do i get i you know i i can think of maybe a handful of dreams that elicit like a big full-on like emotional response and i guess i should be thankful for that because not not too many people walk around and go man do i feel good after that wonderful dream most people are like oh man i had a nightmare i woke up i couldn't get back to sleep ruined my whole day like it's like i can't tell you how many people i've worked with or known who said yeah i had a dream woke up at like like screaming at four o'clock or loved ones actually like somebody like 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 i've had friends that are like yeah my husband like punched me in the face in the middle of the night because he was having a you know panic attack or night terror or whatever it happens to be and i understand there are certain conditions that make it worse obviously ptsd um put you in a really bad place for a number of things but uh dreams can be a very stressful place to be uh in and i've been lucky in my life where where either i didn't care enough to what i was seeing for it to give me ptsd or i haven't been in enough bad situations where that was a where that was a factor um so it's i i honestly i guess i'm more lucky than not maybe because the way you guys or at least specifically mike where you're saying that that the dreams that you went through you'd i'm assuming probably would not have wanted to go through those or at least maybe once or twice and said okay i'm good i'm done i've i've lived that experience i don't need to have that reoccur 900 times between 13 and 29 you know whatever it happens to be but um but my guess is that i'm probably luckier than most because i don't if i'm terrified in my dreams it it stays there like like it's vegas my dreams are vegas apparently you know what happens there stays there and i'm 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 i think i'm pretty good with that Right on. Yeah, well, I, 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 I had, I, I had an idea for a dream I'd share, but I don't think I'll share it. It's a bummer. <laughs> I don't want to, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting ready to end the show. I don't want to send people throwing up. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, one of the things I mean, and this was actually explained to me by by some folks when I was doing some therapy and stuff. But one of the things with most people, you the dreams. A lot of times when you dreams, like I say, it's it's an opportunity to work through things that you don't otherwise want to face. Um, and and your minds most people's minds kind of protects you from those things where you don't bring that stuff from your subconscious into your conscious mind. Um, I don't have that. So like a lot of things that, you know, fears and, you know, just nonsense that I don't otherwise want to really deal with where most people wouldn't remember. I, I wake up with, um, you know, so it's, it's, uh, now I've, I've actually learned a lot from that, which is kind of fortunate because, um, you know, I, I don't, uh, uh, and, and like I say, as as I've been getting older, it's it's getting less and less frequent. I used to remember dreams almost nightly, um, and that was you know, and most of those were terrible. Um, you know, just it, it, it just the craziest scenarios too. Like you know, you just you're getting chased by alligators. You know, and when you're 17 years old, like alligators are faster than you in your dreams, and you just you're like, what what the hell is this? You know, it's just, um, but you wake up terrified because you know. And and they're not always long, elaborate dreams. Sometimes it's just an image of you know, like you wake up and you're like, oh shit, there's alligators chasing me. You know, it's like this is the the strangest kind of weird, um, you know, weird scenarios. So, um, fortunately, like I say, as I've gotten older, some of that stuff has really sort of subsided, which has been nice for me because a lot of those things you just don't want to take with you, um, like most of my memories from childhood. <laughs> so, um. 
But uh, that's another story for another show, I guess. I have a but, reoccurring dream about April Wilkerson, and it's a little bit scary, but I'm going to share that with you. I have this dream that she cuts a straighter line with a skill saw than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – I don't, I don't want to wake up with that terror. No, no. And I, I don't trit- mean – no, It's no, the Triton tools. That was- it's the Triton tools. That's the, uh, that's the difference. You're still doing it with the Walt. Yeah, that's true. So. That's true. No, no disrespect to April. I love her to death. I think what you she gotta get is that, amazing. You got to get that sweet Triton money. It's going to be the only way. Um, right on, right well, this, on. Uh, guys, uh, pretty fascinating conversation. Um, I, don't, uh, I don't know if you're ready to cut it off or not, but uh, we, we've sort of hit that point where uh, – Well, I think I all, know, our sponsors- all, all good things must come to an end. <laughs> Yes, just like uh, hashtag bot stuff. But um, do you guys have any uh, anything else before we uh, we wrap this whole shenanigans up? Ish, nothing. Uh, I I hope that everybody listening has survived the hurricane. And I mean, if you're not, it would be weird. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope if that this is I- playing in heaven. Jesus, <laughs> you were praying to the wrong dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you really uh, have no god. So, uh, uh, but I, I hope that, that people in, uh, get a chance to look at the devastation and we're going to see it over the next weeks because, you know, the water's still there and Mike, you're living in kind of downtown of, of water central and, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens and, and just keep those folks in mind. If you can lend a hand, um, do uh, if there's something that you can donate to, I don't have any particular links to give you. Just look around, see what's credible for, for donations. Um, and check out, there are a couple of charity watchdogs. Uh, if you see like GoFundMes and things, by all means, look into those things. Um, but, but keep those in mind that you need the money going to the right places. Yeah. Um, and I, and I hope everybody is doing well and I hope that our listeners are, are dry and their stuff is dry, and they're at home petting their dogs uh, on this, what hopefully is a beautiful night for most of the country. Yeah. Dry, safe, loved, and fed. Yeah. Definitely the but fed that, part. But, but that's, how I want, that's how I want everybody all the time. So that's, uh, that's not any different. Um, well, listen, guys. Uh, Izzy, thanks for the topic uh, and the uh, starting off the conversation. And thanks to everybody who was uh, sharing in the – uh, comments on YouTube. I apologize. I haven't had that window open. Um, I've been trying not to be distracted by it so I could pay attention to the people who are talking on the show. So uh, if I didn't look like I was paying attention or commenting back, I apologize. But uh, the the broader audience, <laughs> the broader audience needs my attention. But uh, listen, if you guys got any you know questions, um, stuff, if you've got some dreams you want to talk about, we're happy to hear that stuff. You can, uh, we're at maybe podcast on Facebook. Feel free to send us some messages there. Um, you could hit us up individually. Uh, if you got some creepy stuff that you don't want to share with the group, um, I mean, we just forward it to each other. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> it doesn't really do any good. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're on the, uh, social medias at maybe podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, new YouTube channel is also the same at maybe podcast. If you don't subscribe to that, well, again, you have no God. So uh, get your ass over there. Hit the subscribe button. Um, we've been doing all of the uh, the recordings, live recordings. We're, we're broadcasting them all. Uh, to Ryan Ridgely, uh, our friend out there, sorry we don't really have a set schedule. Um, we talked about doing one, but we realize it pisses you off to not have one. So, um, And we were all in favor really, for that. Yeah, I was just going to say to Ryan. That's really been enough motivation for us to just 
be completely random with this stuff. We might do another one right after this, after we know you've gone to bed. Yeah, I was just, just going to say to Ryan, so. originally bite me. <laughs> Not hard. Corn he's dog got, style. He's got, he's got real straight teeth in his mouth. You want to be, you want to be uh, real careful. Hey guys, real um, quick, I wanted to do. We don't normally do this kind of thing, but I wanted to do a shout out to Pask Makes. Um, he's who? A, Spell it. Pask. P A S K. Um, he does, he's an Australian fellow, does a lot of really cool builds. I've been, I've been doing a lot of research lately and his videos keep popping up. And I just want to say, um, brother, you've got some amazing content. Uh, so thank you for what you're doing. Keep doing it. It's really, really is that on the, is that on the tube? It's on the tube. It's on the tube. Um, and I don't normally do this kind of thing, so don't email me asking me to shout you out. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I just been doing Neil. a lot of research lately on a bunch of different items, and his stuff has just kept popping up and popping up. And he has got some crazy cool ideas. If you're not watching Pask, check him out. P A S K. So, yeah, his name's Neil, by the way. Neil. Okay. Good. Neil. Hmm. There you go. Well, a new channel I'll be subscribing to. Uh, but uh, anyway, well, listen, thanks, everybody. We appreciate everything. Um, thank you for spending an hour and 15 minutes or so with us. And uh, you should be hearing the exit music uh, at this point. And uh, if I was any good at editing, which I don't know that I am. And uh, that's pretty much it. So thanks, everybody. Get, hit us up on the uh, social media stuff. Please send us some messages. Uh, and if you got any stuff for um, you know future shows... We'll talk about damn near anything. So uh, don't be afraid to uh, drop us a hint and say, hey, you should bring this up and I'll make an hour out of it, I promise. That's it, folks. You guys have a fantastic evening and uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Keep dreaming.